Live from New York, it's the show that's absolutely power-packed today. It's first things first. Today, does Micah Parsons actually have a shot at MVP? And hold on, is he lining up at tight end to try to get the MVP? Maybe. Meanwhile, is Coach Prime being disrespected as a 21-point underdog this weekend in Eugene? And finally, it's the return of the best segment in all of sports television featuring Patrick Mahomes. It's Nick's Tears alongside Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, any surprises at the tier? Give us something specific. I'm surprised that you came here fresh from Prague. <laughs> okay. You I just... mean, that's a lovely Christine. <laughs> my flower is being made fun of. It's a beautiful that's flower. That's beautiful. Wow. Why? You know well, what? Flowers? This is why I'm not Instagram famous. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Comments like that. We start with the early parade for the undefeated Cowboys. After pasting the two New York teams, Jerry Jones says, Mike McCarthy deserves all the accolades, Brew. You're going to love this. Take a listen. You could see the adjustments that we have made from last year to this year. And you could see the approach and what uh, Dak's trying to do. I think uh, Mike, uh, as of this past weekend, uh, should uh, take a bow, so to speak, because uh, his fingerprints are all over that uh, game the way we played it out there Sunday. Yeah, before the game, midfield. But out there, <laughs> you should go take well, a bow. It's in Arizona, but still. Brew, did you like that? You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you guys are on 24 hours ago, I sat right here and said a silly comment was coming. That foolishness was on the horizon, and like clockwork, Here's Jerry. <laughs> Take a bow? What's wrong with that? Take a bow. What's the Whoa, problem? What if they beat Arizona this weekend? Will there be confetti on the field? What's the problem? And in New England in week four, Whoa. champagne and goggles in the locker room? I mean, what are we doing? We are two games in. Yes. that's yes. We have played less than 12% of the season, oh, and you want to take a bow. Yep. What grade would you give them two games in? They've been great, but a bow? Incomplete is okay. what I would give them. Take a Let me finish. Okay. Oh, i got to finish on this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. I get that they haven't had success in a long time. Three decades almost. And they have – Jerry apparently doesn't remember how to handle success. Mm-hmm. Okay? But did, with Detroit, were they taking bows after they beat the Super Bowl champs and we won in Arizona? Yeah, no, they yeah, weren't. I didn't hear a comment like that. Well, we, All right? I didn't mean, Cleveland. Was Cleveland, Cleveland taking bows after they dismantled Cincinnati in the opening game? And people think, you guys may think, that I hate the Cowboys. Well, I don't hate the Cowboys. To. I was a huge Tony Dorsett fan. <laughs> Drew Pearson, Hollywood Henderson, uh, Mike, Michael Irvin, all those, Emmitt Smith, Dion, and I, Michael Tom, Parsons, Tom I love, and I like, I like Dak Prescott. Okay. And that's why I am going to be, I have been the Cowboys' voice of reason. No, that's true. Because your owner no. is running amok. Okay. No, all Take a bow. We are Chill. two games in. Right. No, listen, okay. Dallas, no, no bows. No bows. Okay? Oh, the, Get it, to the lab, work on your craft, and focus <laughs> on the next Bro, opponent. You a- are an S-Bob team. Okay? <laughs> Bob, you don't take any bows until you are hoisting the Vince Lombardi trophy. Okay. Two games okay. in, a bow? Okay. Stop oh, it. Oh, all right, hold on. I think you're taking this a little too seriously. I don't. I feel like that, and it's not just <laughs> a you, bow? Drew. I feel like there is some reverse Stockholm syndrome going on with the Cowboys okay. right now. How so? Because we all in the media... Mm-hmm have, for the entirety of our television careers, talked about the Cowboys, rain or shine, good or bad. There is a level of unearned skepticism we are associating with an objectively excellent team. Through, again, yes, of course it is early, but through two weeks... And it's not like they have played the, the easiest schedule in the league. Have they played the toughest schedule? No. Tough. But they've played actually about a league average difficulty of schedule through two weeks. Who has the number one defense in football? The Cowboys. The they've line. been great. Wait, wait, wait. They've wait. been great. Hold on. No, no, I'm no, just bro, saying, bro, why are we taking bows? Hold on, Bruce. Let me finish, if I may. 
They have the number one defense. You say stop with the Zach Wilson stuff. They played a full game as much against Zach Wilson against Daniel Jones, who I know you're a fan of, a Giants team. Everyone uh, loves their coach who was a playoff team last year. But that's their defense. Okay, set that side of the ball. Put it to the side. Who has the number one offense in football? The Dallas Cowboys. So if you have the number one defense and the number one offense, you should take a bow. You you can again, Brew. I think it is a figure of speech. I don't think he's actually asking him to pull the to on the star and take a bow. And so yeah, like should the Cowboys right now feel? Should they feel like we are? accomplishing everything we have set out to accomplish, that the first two games could not have possibly gone better, Mm -hmm. that we look like the best team in football by a decent margin. Of course they should feel that way. So what's the – I guess I don't see the problem. I just don't – unless you think that that Mike McCarthy is going to hear this Jerry Jones interview and be like, okay, my work here is done. I don't have to put in the work anymore. I don't get it. It's like if you're in a boxing match. Mm-hmm. In fact, the last boxing match I was at, Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence. Yeah. You know who looked good in round one? Errol Spence. Should yeah. he have been thinking, this is, I'm looking good. And it went south from that point on. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen with the Cowboys, but my point is we are just two games in. It's too soon. Well, It's too soon. Just take your time. And I get, I'm not against guys talking a little bit, but th- take a bow. I get it. It's a figure of speech, but still. We are early in the season. Let's t- would Belichick say something like that? No, but that's the he's would the Mike Tomlin. Would any of these teams Guys, that have a pedigree this, of winning wait, recently? Wait, would the Chiefs? I no, but I okay, said this. I said this before. If we are, if you, if the belief is the reason the Cowboys have not been able to beat the 49ers in the playoffs the last two years is because of Jerry Jones' weekly it's radio culture. interviews. I mean, he's it's going, culture. He is a folksy old Southern man. He is going to say off the wall things. He loves attention. It, it does not affect creates, him on the that field. That creates the culture. I disagree. Nick, you know how important culture I, is. I disagree with you on that. I do not think his weekly interviews with uh, Sean Sharif on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas is I don't the, need to hear from the owner it, every week. I'm, okay, well, then, well going but to. you're going to, and we're yeah, going to play okay, it. and we got 28 years of futility. The, but you are, you, was he, was he a, as you would say, quiet as a church mouse when they won three or four Super Bowls? Uh, he wasn't running the team, though, what? at that point. I mean, you know, he, Jimmy Johnson's fingerprints were all over but that. But that's a personnel he was thing, people. and we think the personnel's excellent. Personnel is great, but the culture... Got, Guys, when, I'm just when, saying when our now. dear friend Michael slow Irvin now. was wearing the minks and they, they were just as showy, that, that's the thing is, this is where I do get a little frustrated. The, the, it's not like the Cowboys used to just be the most buttoned-up Patriot-like no. organization. Nobody's of course that. not. Our other colleague Skip wrote multiple books about it. They were as showy and as loud and as braggadocious as any team. But they, they won. So, like, they were just able to that overcome it That was 30 it years ago. Just, yeah. Jerry has instituted his culture since then. I think the ca- And it, it has They're 2-0. and That's what Bruce is saying. They're 2-0. It's and just o. too early. If That's Josh Harris saying. was like, 2-0, and Ron Rivera, get up there and take a bow. Thank you. You would lose your mind. Thank you. I would lose my mind over yes. that. Okay. If any I mean, other coach saying, take I, a bow, you're 2-0, and o, you would freak out. I, you would start talking okay. about Patrick you Mahomes. Hold, wait, hold on a second. And then we move hold on. on. The, the, <laughs> If, if there is a le- of course there is a level of if Clark Hunt for the Chiefs or Robert Kraft for the Patriots or pick a team that doesn't have a great history Shad Khan with the Jags mm-hmm. said these things it would be to me more noteworthy because it's so out of character Jerry Jones the founder of Glory Hole and I the, and all the other sayings he's had it, it is a it is not out of character, and so I don't. I think it is. It just hasn't to, worked in thirty years. That's I, all I'm saying. Okay, I don't think. Not the first thing they, time they've had a good team. This, right. Let's talk this about is Dak. a great team. But. Uh, after leading the league in interceptions last year, Dak has yet to throw one to his opponents. I mean, he did have this one, but it wasn't caught. Uh, Dak thanked Sauce after the Jets game, <laughs> saying, "You know, I appreciate that. Uh, I owe you something. Maybe get him a those cookies that we had outside." Uh, Dak this season, week one, fine, but they were winning, so he didn't have to do much. Week two against the Jets defense, that I guess is good. They were supposed to be good on paper, even though half the games they haven't played well. So, 
Dak played well. <laughs> you uh, think that you're doubting if the Jets have a good defense? Well, I don't know. Did okay. they, I, I watch the games and I say, well, you turn Josh Allen over, but we think Josh Allen is silly, a silly player. Okay, I, correct. Oh, yeah, and I, then Dak just lit them up. He, Dak had completed 82% of his passes. So if a defense allows the quarterback to complete 82% I'm of passes. I'm going to bet the Jets end up with a pretty good defense this year. I'm going I'm to bet. Do you the, think the Jets, they were the 85 now Bears you were quite, three weeks let, ago. Let me call out <laughs> some truth here. What, that they thought they were the 85 Bears. I the didn't Jets, think they were the Jets. The Jets said they were the 85 Bears three weeks ago. You were saying all up until Aaron Rodgers got hurt that that Jets defense, what, we got, how many top five defenses are there? Now, 20, yes. We got 12 yeah, to I, have you, I, I don't have to sit here. You have been consistently against the Jets. Now you give them love. No, 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 no. Because no, no. your Cowboys I have not made them look bad. I have never, I am not arguing right now that the Jets have the best defense in football or even definitively a top five defense. I was asking Wilds an earnest question of are we questioning whether or not the Jets have a good defense? Yes. I never, the, yeah, and, I think and Wilds a, is. That's a I fair think they question. Have a good and, and I, right. It's hard to be a good defense that's not though me when your offense is on that. But go ahead with position. the question. I Fine. The question is this. You don't really mean that. Expect <laughs> Dak to keep playing clean football. I, I, I do think he can play clean football. Look, he'll have some bad moments. There's no doubt a pick six or two is coming, no doubt. But overall, as long as they stick to the script, which is run the football and have Dak be a game manager. And look, when I say game manager for Dak, I'm, I don't mean it as an insult. I said yesterday he just has the GPS, and that's true. All right, But he is the type of game manager who here and there – can make a big play with his arm and used to be with his legs and maybe still can make a big play Mm -hmm. with his legs. So that's what I want from Dak. As long as they stick to that, Nick, for the most part, and don't ask him to carry the team like he's Patrick Mahomes, I think Dak will be fine. Yeah, I think Dak's going to be fine. By the way, sidebar. You, you need the Jets to have a great defense because when Mac Jones doesn't put up great numbers this weekend, you need to be like, but it's against the Jets' defense. you gotta, you got to always be looking teams at always, it. Teams always get better week after week. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. The Jets' defense improving. So I just – the I, you guys know how last year how it drove me mad mm-hmm. with the NHF. Not his fault. Yeah. That we were creating a new category oh, of like interceptions. No, 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 for Josh Allen. Uh it feels like folks almost want to do the opposite with this play. SBP should have been picked. I know it says he has zero picks, but sh- has, should have been picked. That's and that's talked about the, it after the game. No, no, no. I'm not talking. I mean, I mean, we're yes. Well, I understand they talked about it after the game, but I feel like there is again. I feel like this weird double standard for this quarterback and this team. When I and Brew, you will, I think, admit to this. Whenever someone brings up the year Dak had unabashedly great stats, the 4,900 yards, well, those two different years. One year he had 37 touchdowns, one year the year he almost had 5,000 yards. What do you regularly, I think, accurately remind them? Uh, How much of that was in garbage time? Or, you know what I mean, late in games and blowouts. Down big. Prevent Exactly. We just saw him, just saw him in 2023 play an objectively good defense on the road, in the playoffs, and throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. We saw it. Now, the next week, against an even better defense, he was bad. And now this year, the ask was, just don't turn the ball over. This team's so good, just don't turn the ball over. And he hasn't. And the question has been, how much credit should he get? Like, And so I, I think there is a constant moving of the goalposts for this player in particular. When I haven't heard a lot of – if people were saying, you know, he might be the best quarterback in football, then that's a different standard you're held to. I've never at any point in his career, as much as – You had him off the Cowboys, high on the T- – Mahomes, Mahomes Mountain, Mountain, again, yesterday. that's a slippery mountain. People move up, but I don't think he's – the, you don't one think of, he's a top three I don't three think he's the okay. exactly. I don't think he's a top three quarterback holistically, mm-hmm. and that's not the conceit of you know that. And so I just I I think Dak has done exactly what the Cowboys have asked him to do, and I think he has a track record, as he said in that press conference response the other day, kind of annoyed. He has a tr- he has six years of not turning the ball over and one year of turning the ball over. He thinks he deserves mm-hmm. the benefit of the doubt. I think he does as well. Sure. Uh, check in on Micah Parsons, who is. Prepping for the Cardinals game with some carnivore metaphors. Let's take a listen. (laughs) There's no more talking now. Everything's locked in, laser focused, and it's hunting season. The line is ready to hunt. Um, 
I got a new prey on my mind. And it's Josh Dobbs. I'm putting him on a bulletin board. I'm throwing darts at him. I'm locked in. I'm focused. We coming. And it's serious. We're no more talking. No more playing around. We coming. Gee whiz. You <laughs> <laughs> scared? On, he's on the bulletin board and there's darts. Uh, all right. So turning our attention to MVP, here are the past uh, MVP winners since the award was awarded. Yeah. Quarterback, 46, running back, 18. You get down to defensive players, just one. It was Lawrence Taylor. Now, a lot of people have said Micah Parsons reminds people of Lawrence Taylor. So, Nick, should Micah be in MVP conversations for real? Honestly, probably not. Thank you. Uh, probably oh, not. It's a true historian. Listen, here's the thing. that If we want to, and again, this is kind of a cliche sports talk thing, but it's accurate. If we want to change it to the most outstanding player and open up the aperture, as Wilds would say, to everyone in the league, so be it. But the reason it's been running backs and quarterbacks exclusively, almost, for the entirety of NFL history is because it's guys who have the biggest impact on winning. And once upon a time, running backs was the answer there because mm-hmm. they drove the offense, and now it's a quarterback award. And so that he can win Defensive Player of the Year. We want to create a new award called Most Outstanding Player. But even if Micah Parsons has 20 sacks and the Cowboys have the number one defense, there will be a minimum of six quarterbacks who provided more value. So they just would. There just would be. And so if we want to change how we do the award, so be it. And just give it to the best overall player. But then J.J. Watt should have won it a, a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And so, I, no, I mean, he probably shouldn't. I, I completely disagree. Because first of all, it's not like people, and I'm an MVP voter, obviously, for the NBA. Yeah. People don't really take that literally, right? And say, oh, this guy's more valuable for his team. Because then you'd really have guys on, on bad teams, but they do everything for their team and they're great players. They could win MVP. We, we generally look at it as the best player in the league that season, and we've given it to quarterbacks by default. Now, you say running backs used to get it, which is true, but it wasn't – we didn't – people didn't know. It wasn't that running backs were having this huge impact on winning, O.J. Simpson played in one playoff game his entire career. He was an MVP. Earl Campbell didn't have great team success. I mean, they make the playoffs, but mm-hmm. so many of the great running backs never had huge team success. Barry Sanders, how many playoff games? I think three he played in. So it was just the, that that's what it was. It's running back is the glory position, glamour position, getting the ball a lot. Let's give it to a running back or a quarterback. I say give it to the best player in the league. And, and here's what I'll say, Nick. Right, like, it's early, obviously. But right now, I would say it's Micah Parsons. Like you said, best defense in the league, best offense in the league. He's top five in sacks, tackles for losses, forced fumbles, fumbles recovered. And he has clearly been the best player in the league so, so far. So I don't know if I agree and with that. So, but here's what I'll say. If Now, if a quarterback goes out and throws for 5,400 yards and wins a lot and has a ton of touchdowns, that, okay, I get it. You might, they'll probably give it to him. But right now, Tua, I think, is the front runner. Yeah. He's got two interceptions no, I, in two games. That's on pace for 17, which would have led course. the league last year. No quarterback has been it's, so no, outstanding that, that you got to give I it to a quarterback. Think, I don't think it's. I, listen, I picked Micah to win Defensive Player of the Year. If you remember, I said that I thought he would actually score a touchdown playing some offense to try to win MVP Maybe. in the preseason predictions. So I And I bet on him to win Defensive Player of the Year. I'm not certain he has been the best defensive player this year. It's a two-man race, and J.J. Watt made a strong case for his brother. The numbers make a similar case for his brother. Nice. But, so, listen, Micah has, I think, more consistent impact. And and TJ has had the bigger splash plays. He has more sacks. He scored the game-winning touchdown in that that game. He's forced two fumbles. But But when you watch the game, and TJ Watt is great. But when you watch the game and you see Micah at the line of scrimmage, he's scaring offensive linemen. What's he... mm -hmm. I'm not in the business at all right now. I'm not going to try to knock anything Mike has done. I think he has a great argument that he has been, as you said, the best player in the league through two weeks. My point is there's another defensive player whose team stinks. I know they won the one game, but whose team has not looked great, I should say, through two weeks. 
So why would he not be in the same discussion? Oh, because the team's not as good. But so if you can be as, as great as Micah is, but your team isn't good enough for you to win, how can that happen? Because you can only have so much impact on that side of the ball. Yeah. You can't That's with a quarterback. You just can't. Uh, uh, it's fair. If he, missed a, if, he, if he missed a game. Well, but the let me say one last thing. Let me say one Two last thing. The MVP should be the guy that drives, to use the term I used yesterday, the bus. What side of the ball drives the bus? Tom Brady did not start winning MVPs sure. until they started winning with offense. That's fair. All right, Peyton Manning, all these quarterbacks, Mahomes, they win the MVP because they're the reason That's, the team's I winning. Totally agree right now, the defense led by Micah Parsons, it's not Dak. Now, you, you no, probably, by your definition, you're kind of saying Dak is more valuable than Micah. I would say he's not. I, yeah, I mean, well, I am saying that if they lost, if they had to lose one for the season and still be alive, if they lost Micah for the season, they'd still be alive. They, they, could the win the, they couldn't win the Super Bowl. Uh, I got to go. Uh, Coach Prime being disrespected, maybe. That's next on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel on SiriusXM. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to an electric show. Greg Jennings is here. This, yes, Greg, I'm wearing a flower. This prom weekend, Dion. Yeah, we think it's Congratulations. Wild prom king. Congratulations, man. Dion in the 19th ranked Colorado Buffaloes head to Eugene to play the 10th ranked Ducks. Buffalo, 21 point underdogs. Uh-huh. Nick, we'll start with you. Do you think this line is disrespectful? Well, listen, Vegas, the, the while America is enraptured by the Buffaloes. Mm -hmm. There is one little carve-out that is not, and that is the bookmakers in Las Vegas. As of this morning, they say the Colorado Buffaloes are finishing 6-6. Six and six. They're 3-0. and oh. As of this morning, they're a 21-point dog to a team that escaped against Texas Tech. Needed yeah. a, fourth, a furious well, fourth-quarter rally right. against Texas Tech. And there is some anchoring bias almost in the sports books of we projected Colorado to go three and nine. With uh, they were picked to finish eleventh in the Pac-12. And by the mm -hmm. way, shout out the Pac-12. One third of the AP top twenty-five right now is Pac-12. And Colorado, by the way, has a brutal remaining schedule. Wilds and I were looking yeah. at it. They're probably only going to be favored in two games the rest of the way, maybe three of them. And so here's what I would say, though, Brew. I do think it's a touch disrespectful. I also think that's great for the Buffaloes. What's the only game this year they've underachieved? When they were favored. Not only when they were favored. <laughs> big time. When they were big time favorites. Yep. When the storyline was about not are they going to win, but how badly they're going to win because Dion's mother had been disrespected unintentionally by Jay Norvell. And so right. I think this is good for Colorado because they are up against it. Oregon's, Oregon's got better talent. Oregon's at home. Oregon also is not missing their best player, Walker, or the second best player for Colorado. I think Shadur is now the best player mm. but in Travis Hunter. But, yeah, it is a little disrespectful, but I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's disrespectful because, as you said, it's not like Oregon ran over Texas Tech. They've no. run over two teams, Portland, Portland State, State, Hawaii, 81 to yeah. seven. that aren't good. Yeah. And <laughs> Texas, Tech, Texas Tech is one and two, I believe. Yeah. All right, so it's similar because people are looking at the Colorado State game mm -hmm. and saying, man, they struggled badly, Colorado. But, again, you could say the same exact thing about Oregon against Texas Tech. They were down with, like, two minutes left, less than two minutes to play, mm -hmm. and got some late points. So I think, and even though they're without Travis Hunter, they still have some very good skilled players. Dylan, Dylan Edwards, Xavier Weaver, Weaver uh, Jimmy Horn Jr., the receiver. So, the and Shadour is great. Now, they're struggling up front is the question on both sides of the ball. How tough are they up front? But I, I think this is going to be a really good game. And here's the thing about Oregon. Six of the last eight years, including the last three, they have been ranked higher in the preseason than at the end of the year. Oh, so they haven't lived thing. up to the billing, okay? Because here's the deal. If Colorado had been ranked higher than Oregon to start the season, Colorado would be ranked higher than them right now. 
So a lot of it's the bias of, you know, and I get why Oregon was ranked earlier. Yeah, but so I'm just saying Oregon's been (laughs) overrated early in the last several years. So I'm giving Colorado a shot. I think this is too much of a Yeah, it's disrespectful simply for me when I watch these two teams play, they both can score the football. Like, what are we not? What are we not seeing? Like, well, Shadur and this. Can't stop it. Yeah, I think that that's it, it, the question. But, but that's right. my point is, like, the fact that has Colorado truly been stopped? I mean, they played better defenses, TCU, and then Nebraska, the big bruising Big Ten yeah. type style of defense. Like, they've hung up thirty-one on them, so they've not shown that they can't score against anyone. Mm. So Oregon's, we don't look at Oregon or anyone in the Pac-12, like Pac-12, yeah. 12, yeah. As if they're Gonna solid on defensively. Like, right, so right. why all of a sudden are they 21-point favorites when you got a team that averages 41 points in Colorado and the Oregon Ducks, they it's good average 46? Like you said, right, I'll ask you this question. Pop quiz, Nick. A lot of Dion's um, so far, the brand of Dion has been no one believes in us, but we actually are sort of feel inevitable at this point. Beat TCU, beat Nebraska beat Colorado State in double overtime. If they lose in this game, do you think the narrative around Dion changes? Like, I'm actually interested to see how he responds to a loss. No, Well, no, in part because they then have an opportunity for they, – what they need if, – if Colorado this year is not going to have peaked on Saturday night, Sunday morning, they have to win one of their next two. Those are tough games. Really? No, I, I, I think they could lose the, if they everyone lose knows, close. Just let me just tell America. The next game is against the best player in the world in college football, Caleb Williams and USC, on Fox at noon a week from Saturday. If they lose both of those games, at least for the time being, the air is a little out of the balloon, and they're going to be heavy underdogs in both those games. And mm-hmm. by the way, they have no business winning either of those games. I'm only giving them a chance in this weekend's game because of what you're saying. Like, they seem like, I don't want to say team of destiny because I don't think they're it going feels undefeated like that. anything like that. But they do not have the athletes of Oregon or USC. They do not have, there's a reason. Like, Vegas, 21 might be an overstatement, but... Oregon at home deserves to be a two-touchdown favorite. Like, that's not wrong. And so the, I, I do think that could happen a little bit, even if this continues in a great trajectory over the long haul. Um, some early draft buzz around Shador. But Dion sees him back in Colorado next year. Take a listen. We kind of got into it once we came here. Shador said, oh, wow, Shador, look, this is – you gonna be in the NFL next year? I didn't know he ain't. I didn't say you. I said we gotta play some next year. I said both of us. What you say we? I said we gotta play them next year. Play who? So what you yeah. What you trying to say? Man? What you trying to say? What you trying to say? But y'all ain't going nowhere. Okay. Three seventy one. <laughs> the note on that is. Uh... <laughs> uh, all right, here's Shador's number. Second in passing yards, fourth in completion percentage, almost 80%, 10 touchdowns, the most deep passes, also only one interception. So, Brew, do you think Shador is a top 10 pick here? I, I think so. I think he's looked fantastic. Uh, like you said, you saw from the numbers, he throws the deep ball really well. He's got a strong arm. He's good size. He's 6'2", 215. And even at Jackson State and here, he doesn't have a great offensive line. And he's still been able to put up Great numbers. He's accurate. And you got to like the poise. We saw against Colorado State, obviously, the late comeback, the Mm -hmm. late passes. But to grow up in the shadow of Deion Sanders as your dad, we've seen it. And and, and Bronny's doing a great job, too. But we've seen it. It's tough. Typically hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And so he handles it well. It doesn't look like any stage is too big for him. So, I like him a lot, man. So, I definitely think he looks like a top 10 pick right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I like him a, a, a lot. For me, this is, this is interesting because you listen to a dad talking to a son in this moment, and it's like, okay, this is the first time it's like clearly obvious Dion is like, wait, son, we got more work to do. I need you to be here <laughs> right, because, right, right. It, it, because right. there would be no reason for a dad in this situation. Your son is playing lights out at Jackson State. You mentioned it. And now at, at, at a PWI, like for me, he's balling. 
he's proven that he can play with anybody. Uh, he has an opportunity to go top 10. You would be like, well, oh, yeah, let's go. But right now, it's not about that for Dion. And this is just the true, raw truth. It is about allowing him, his sons to build this brand equity that he currently has at Colorado. So, the, so here's the thing. I think Shador, not only do I think he would be a top, I think it would be a guaranteed top 10 pick. Because four quarterbacks go on top 10 next year. There's, four quarterbacks are going well, to top the, 10. Well, I'm going to list you teams that if they have a top 10 pick are 100% taking a quarterback. Keep in mind what it would mean for these teams to have a top 10 pick <coughs> with their season. Yeah. Went and through. Kyler's supposed to be floating out there. Arizona, too, theoretically. Chicago, Denver, Chicago. Minnesota, because Kirk would be Cousins gone. Would go New England, I'm, if they have a top 10 pick, Wilds, it means the season went terribly. That's Even fair. you, fine, that, that's so, fine. If we have a top 10 yeah, pick, exactly. things are bad. The Rams with Stafford and his age. The Jets. Steelers, Raiders, Tampa. That's 10 teams that if they have a top 10 pick are taking quarterback. Shador gets an opportunity this week to go up against one of those other guys that could go, Bo Nix. Nix, And next week it goes up against the guy who's definitively going number one. Everybody loves Drake May at number two. Drake May has not had a good year. He was awesome last year. We'll see what he has this year. Here is what I think finds so interesting. And we can talk about this more, I guess, over the next couple weeks. Tenth pick of the draft this past year, twenty million over four years, fully guaranteed. First pick, just under forty million, right? So it's a big delta. Shador could be the number one pick of the following year's draft, and how much money can he make in college football next year? Oh, yeah, maybe ten million dollars in IL. Joel Klatt said that on the herd today. I bet that's right. Ronnie's making going to make seven. Not if or, they go three the, and six. The thing no. is this, oh, I, and you brought up Drake May. A lot of times, this is true for football and basketball. If you stay, if you're like a high pick one year and you stay, a lot of times they over scrutinize you. Yeah, I don't know if that would happen with him. Matt Leinert, we saw yeah. it happen with him. That was a while ago. So but sure. it's still. a different situation yeah. because he's checking every box, right? He's he answering right. a lot of questions. And he has one guy in his corner that every quarterback wishes was in his corner, yeah. and that's Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, so if you're a scout, you're like, well, well, who can we ask? Who can we inquire about this guy? And like, Outside of Dion. Well, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time to ever do it, and he he's a resource a that he has That's every single day, right. calling him, talking to him about all the film work and all the things. Hmm. So I, I like where he's at. I would love to see him stay. If he really? stays, I think I, he could go number I, I, one. I don't play. think Dion would keep him, make him stay. Make $10 million bucks in college. Yeah. Money. In. I, I, I if they have a great year, and I think a, a great year for them is 9-3. and three. If they do something like that, I don't think Dion's going to make him stay. We'll see. 9-3? That'd be a great year. Right? Yeah, well, he's saying 9-3. Nine nine and three's tough. No, I know. Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. Eagles, who remember everyone, are great because they beat two teams, the Patriots and the Vikings, who are bad, supposedly. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense when you look at the power rankings, Greg. (laughs) Jason Kelsey sees room for improvement. Take a listen. We're 2-0, and we know that we could very easily be 1-1, and we have not played football the way we want to play football yet. So the temperature of the team is... um, a little bit on edge, and I think everybody, you know, feels that we need to play better, and if we want to live up to the expectations that we think that we are capable of playing like, uh, we need to make improvements and we need to perform better. Mm. Mm. Not a silly team. No. Uh, what we were talking about in the A block, they're 2-0 and too. It, they're your Nick Super Nick needs to take a bow. Go ahead. <laughs> I love this. I knew it. <laughs> would you rather hear and I as much as I love Michael Parsons, would you rather hear this or I'm hunting prey? I got I got I mean, is he gonna say that when they play San Francisco? I don't think Michael's gonna as great as he is is gonna be out there. I'm hunting prey and I'm putting stuff on the bulletin board and Brock Purdy's in my sights. I would rather hear this. All right, and I love the fact that they this is not about them going fifteen and two again. 
This is about them winning the Super Bowl. It is about gradual improvement to the point where in January and February you are playing your best football. And even as they haven't played well, guess who's top five in scoring? Philadelphia. Yeah, but even though they haven't thrown the ball well, but they got AJ Brown and yeah. Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. I think the passing game will improve. I agree. And defensively, I know Nick likes to rip to shreds the secondary. But I'll go to war with James Bradbury and okay. Darius Slay. Well, and be- I think I'll be all right. We haven't even started – I say we because they're my pick. They haven't even started uh, sacking teams yet. Which they is only got the four six. Right. I, all right, so but they ask, will – I'm not saying they're going to get 70, but they will okay, start to, to rush the passer much because better. Because you're, what you're saying is that, you know, you have the braggado show of Micah Parsons and Jerry Jones and then the humble good nature of Jason Kelsey when he isn't, you know – airing out to the world his brother's alleged dating life. I mean, that was very out of line, Jason. Uh, It's also because Jason Kelsey is an honest man, and the Eagles do have a lot to work on. They're not outscoring teams by 30 a game like the Dallas Cowboys are. Let me ask the group this. Right now, a quarterback who has seven touchdowns, one pick, a 106 rating, and averaging 326 yards per game. Hello. Would that be – MVP level. To me it is. Okay. Super Bowl level. That is, just so you know, that's just what the quarterbacks who play the Eagles have done. That's it. So right now, when you have the worst pass defense in football, which they do by yards given, I'm sorry, yards given up their second. They're giving up 326, the worst is 331. Most touchdowns given up, 106 rating. That's not Super Bowl caliber. Flatly, particularly when your passing game, while I agree it'll improve, has yet to throw for 201 time. So, yeah, I, I think they are right now a cut below the, the best teams in football, and I think they've played like that. Yeah, I think they are a cut below. I'm with you there, but I'm with Brew. I, I like what I'm hearing from, from this locker room. This is a group that has their sights set on something special. And uh, although the Dallas Cowboys have every right to be saying and speaking the way that they have been speaking this week and any other week because they've been playing up to that standard. So I'm not going to even compare the two. But what you are hearing is a team that is not satisfied with what they put on tape. And when you have that coming from your center, all pro, and your quarterback, you see little spits and, and arguments on the sideline between A.J. Brown and uh, Jalen Hurts, and you hear your quarterback then say, man, look, man, it, we, that's my brother. We good. We going to be good. You understand that this is a team that is going to have to iron out a lot. It is not time for them to be Super Bowl ready. Let me say that. I've played in this league. Uh, week two is not when you want to be Super Bowl ready. It feels good, bows. but it means absolutely nothing. I'm not, I'm not mad at taking a bow when you're smacking everybody Thank the way you. that Dallas is right. smacking them. Right. Take your bow. Uh, but for me, this Eagles team understands that, look, it's not supposed to look great right now because last year when they weren't being tested – yourself was saying this is a team that hasn't been tested they've been steamrolling everybody now they've played a couple ugly games and got a couple ugly wins and we're saying this and or hearing this from their locker room i like it or they just played two great quarterbacks no he (laughs) said we could be one and one yeah they could have lost the vikings no they could have lost the patriots game no the vikings game was easy that's your super bowl pick what are you talking about i think he was talking i'm almost positive Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Justin Fields had two rough outings at press conference today where he said he was playing too robotic, needs to get back to playing like himself, and also had some blunt words about Chicago's coaching. Take a listen. I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, I felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just, not, not, not playing like myself. So, um, you know, 
Um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football. What do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? Um, you know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. Okay, he did clarify these statements saying uh, he's not blaming anything on the coaches. If you look at the shorter tweet, Field said his comments were, quote, taken out of context. Eh, not necessarily. We just played the clip. And the buck stops with him. I need to play better. Point blank. That's it. <clears throat> Can I – go ahead, Wilds. I'm sorry. No, you take it. The, take it away. Well, when, I think when he says taken out of context on Twitter, if people were just writing when Justin Fields asked – you know, what's leading to his play, quote, coaching. Oh, okay. And so I, so I think the, the full I only saw quote, the full Yeah, clip the full clip is obviously not out of context, but if it's just – and you saw, I don't think he was trying to throw anyone under the bus, even if he was actually almost by definition throwing people under the yeah, bus. It felt like he was being honest. It felt like he was being honest about what he thinks he's, he's doing. He's So, so yeah. And listen, Fields has looked terrible. There's no denying it, and he hasn't looked at all like Justin Fields. They haven't called quarterback-driven runs. They're not. He's not throwing the ball deep, and he's taking an extra second on almost everything. Now, as you guys know, one of my hobbies is listening to local sports talk radio around Gosh. the country. The speculation as of this morning in Chicago uh, is that what's happening is Luke Getzies, the offensive coordinator, is calling in the play and then saying, giving advice. So calling in the play and then like, oh, and watch out for the safety. He likes, you know, I don't know what they would say. But watch out for the safety or watch out for this. And that's what he's alluding to. Does A, does that ever happen? Yes. Okay. I can't stand it. I can't stand okay, it. Okay, so, look, so does, that, does that look like it's what's happening? Yeah, and so explain. A couple things. Like, I, I, I understand what Justin Fields is saying. Uh, because if that is what hap- it's what's happening there in Chicago, I've experienced that. North Turner, I love him. Great offensive coordinator for, for years in this league. But when Teddy Bridgewater got drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, it happened every single play. He was telling them what to look out for, who to throw, who he possibly can have on this play, and it was the worst. Because naturally, what you start to do as a quarterback is you don't think for yourself. It's like being a parent and trying to tell your kid to watch out for every little mishap. They don't then make their own mistakes because they're making the mistakes that you want them to make, and thus, they're going to make that mistake, is going to frustrate you and them, and then when you finally decide, let me let them do what they do, they're going to make their own mistake, and it's going to prolong the problem. That's what we're seeing with Justin Fields. Now, I will also say this. I've been watching the tape and the coaching tape, and it ain't just all on the coaching. I don't care what they're telling you to do. I've never seen a great player or a player that believes that they are great or they have a special and unique skill set become as robotic as I've seen Justin Fields. There has to be something that clicks within him that says, Skip what you're saying in my ear. I got to go ball because it's 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 allowing me or it's prohibiting me from being special. Even last year when he didn't have as much experience, we didn't look. He didn't look like this. No. We weren't saying these He's types of backwards. things. He's going in reverse and that's problematic. And if I'm Justin Fields, what he said at the end of that presser, I got to just say skip it and go ball, mm-hmm. if that means you got to rely on those legs, obviously it benefits you. Do that. But you can't just say that the coaches aren't helping in, in when you want to because at, at times on that film, several occasions, he's not getting all the way through his progressions and he's missing wide open guys and he's missing the guys that are coming over wide openly hot or, or when you look at pre-snap, you can assess that before you even get right, to the line right. of scrimmage, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly taking way too long to get rid of the ball. I mean, he's, he's got 10 sacks. A lot of those are on him, all right, because he's waiting too long. And it's odd. This is his second year with the head coach and the OC. And so you'd think he'd be more comfortable. Look, I don't think he I, – I, he seems like a good kid. I don't think he meant – to throw the coaches overboard or even make an excuse. It certainly comes off like that. 
But, you know, a lot of times you're young in the league and you don't even I've seen it happen with coaches who are first time head coaches. You don't know how the media is going to take your comments and whether it's twist them or just take them out of context or just take a small part of what you said and make it a big deal. So I think that's what happened here. But for future advice, what he needs to do is if you got a problem with the coaches, even doing what you said, like if they're whispering in his ear or something, you got to deal with the coaches on that. You, you don't put it out in the media. And so now you got, do you have players in that locker room saying, dude is not getting it done, and now he's blaming but, the coaches? I mean, it's, I don't know what this And what is true is that play he threw that pick on, they were in the exact same play three straight times. And you know what I mean? So there is some coaching issues there. And it's a tough spot. I mean, it's up against what some people are calling the new school. No one's calling No, no. What? I, I don't know. They're 12 and a half point favorites, and you guys said they can't score points. So they must be good at something. Yeah, you, you guys said they can't score points. So and now you're taking it. No, I, I said that jokingly well, the other some day. Some people are saying it. the new steel curtain. Okay. Okay. The post so, press conference that. bump. <laughs> MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me. Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. Let me get you caught up. Last night, in the cover of Darkness, an elite group of scientists, savants, and one dude who was a little too into the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift stuff. <laughs> Let him live, man. He's being weird about it. Met in a Brooklyn speakeasy to debate toil and burn that midnight oil to deliver what is known worldwide as the best segment in all sports television. It's an honor and a privilege. It's time for Nick's Tears. Thank you so much, Kevin Wilds. And I really, you know what, I like that introduction far more than last week. And by the way, good news, bad news, we have filled the vacancy on the committee. Oh, from Franklin's absence? Yeah, Franklin was, you know, soft coup to pose. 712 applicants, only one could be selected. We appreciate Marshall going through all of them, and we have a new (laughs) committee. (laughs) All right, bottom of the tiers, all 32 teams ranked. This is very simple, winless and hopeless. Oh, sorry, just winless and (laughs) hopeless. Three of those teams expected to be winless and hopeless this year. And then there's the Bears, who we just talked about, probably talking about them. They did not expect to be hopeless. Maybe winless, but certainly not hopeless. Next level. Also, winless and hopeless. Now, I know what you're saying. Uh, I've seen all of these teams win a game. Eh, not one that matters. The Colts beating the Texans. Who cares? The Giants, you're down 20 to nothing against the Cardinals. That's a loss. Mm. The Raiders, you beat Russ. Join the club. And the Jets, listen, the football gods smiled upon you because of the sadness of Aaron Rodgers snapping his Achilles. You are also de facto winless and hopeless. Next group. Moral Victory Monday. Oh. A wild staple expands. His Super Bowl pick, his favorite team, <laughs> former Patriot Mike Vrabel, and a team he has beaten in a Super Bowl, the Los Angeles Rams. And two it. Super Bowls, actually. Uh, did you guys hear the commentary about the Rams this week? I know they lost, but man, look good. Better than we thought. True. That is Moral they Victory Monday. So there it is. Uh, big change is coming. Chargers going to change their coach. Broncos going to change their quarterback. The Browns need to change both, but they're just going to go with the coach because the quarterback is uncuttable and untradeable. So it's big change on the horizon. These three teams are a combined 0-6. They all had playoff aspirations. Two of them had kind of fringe Super Bowl aspirations. Vegas, by the way, still believes the Browns are a 10-win team, America. You can make money on that if you would like, but big change is coming. All right. Try to be fair. I try to remove biases. This is not good for the Chiefs, the advice I'm about to give. But a standalone tier. The curse of Burrowhead. Atone, Cincinnati! <laughs> what? You were on a 10-game winning streak. You were going to go back to the Super Bowl. Everything was coming up Cincinnati in a way it hasn't since the WKRP days. And then Eli Apple and company. They fixed their mouths to say Burrowhead Stadium. Since then, you've never won, your quarterback is injured, and you're in dire straits. 
Yeah, I don't know, if you, like the billy goat curse. I don't know exactly how you fix it, but you better try. Or else, no more wins coming down the pipe. Next! Mm. Wilds, what are these? They are not the standings. You're damn straight. These four teams are combined 8-0. No, don't really care that much. Now, listen, I have the Falcons I picked to win the division. Some people like the Saints. You guys know how much I like the Baker and the Bucks in mm. Washington. Frisky Sam Howells. Despite having not a loss amongst them, no one actually thinks any of these teams are really good. New Orleans has an excellent defense. I will give them credit for that. Hello. Their offense has been brutal. Desmond Ritter, my goodness, just handed off to Bijan every <laughs> single time. Washington and Tampa need to see a little bit more. Next, solid, unspectacular. These are good teams. No matter what Brew would tell you about the Seattle Seahawks, these are good teams. In Pittsburgh's case, it is a great defense and a brutal offense. In Detroit's case, a good offense, a mediocre defense. Green Bay, pretty good on both sides of the ball. But none of them can go on deep, can win the Super Bowl. They all should be playoff contenders. None can win the Super Bowl. Massive upside with questions. For the Jags, it's the overall defense. For the Eagles, it's the pass defense. For the Ravens, it's the mounting injuries. Plus, is Lamar's passing that we saw in Week 2 going to be consistent throughout the year? And for the Bills, it's old Magic Mountain Allen. Is we going to be in the upslope or the downslope come the postseason? But the upside for all these teams is Super Bowl level. Holding their breath. These two teams have an argument they're the best two teams in football, but their fans, deep down, are holding their breath. For the Dolphins, it is unfortunate. It is about, is Tua going to stay healthy? And for the Niners, no matter what their fans tell you, they are terrified Brock Purdy is going to turn into a pumpkin. But for the time being, they look like great teams. The 86 Giants. What did the 86 Giants do? Well, they made their first championship game for the franchise in 20 years. They won their first championship for the franchise in 30 years. And they had a defensive MVP. Oh, reminds of what a lot of people think of this 2023 Dallas Cowboys team. And then sticking with that motif, the 89-49ers. Oh. A team that also was trying to win back-to-back -back championships <coughs> that had a rough September before reeling off a playoff run of 126-26 to 26 behind Joe Montana, an MVP season, and one of the greatest teams of all time. That, Greg Jennings, is the latest edition <laughs> of the greatest NFL Loves sorting it. system there is. Nick's tears. Oh gosh, look, I'm going to refrain from even raising my voice because I really want the committee to hear me okay. and listen. Mm. Because there seems to be a Chiefs bias here with these tears every Amen. single week. And I am sick of it. You when you look at these tears, I understand they're not the standings and so does everyone else. But what they are not is the Chiefs tears. Oh. Mm. And that's what mm. it's looking like. Just like Mahomes Mountain. Oh, well, this is not Mahomes. every team. If we even go down Preach. another tier where the Detroit Lions are on that tier, they beat this Chiefs. And I understand it's not the standings, but they beat those Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins, the 49ers, the Baltimore Ravens, the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are all better teams. Oh. It's not about standings. They are better teams really? right now you than the that? Chiefs. I mm. know that. Mm. And the fact that the Detroit Lions beat that team that's on the top, they should be there. If anything, the Kansas City Chiefs, I'll, I'll give them the Buffalo Bills, and they can be in front of the Jacksonville Jaguars because they beat the Prince okay, well just last week. But this team is not the standard right now. Okay. Mm. This is not the standard. Okay. And so for them to be atop the tiers, this is buffoonery. Okay. Mm. Well, first of all, if mm. you're, you're taking shots at Nick's tiers, but you know where you will also find the Kansas City Chiefs atop every single Vegas sports book when it comes to Super Bowl. What? What is because this not? Oh, Broussard, is this Vegas sports book? It's not the same. Well, nope. okay, the reason not that didn't work is because you actually <laughs> don't know what it is or what it isn't. It's the committee's tears. And also, if you would like to see That's the Lions Chiefs ahead of the, the Chiefs because of a facile head-to-head -head victory, just, Wilds, you know what they need to do. Go to their local Motel 6. Grab a USA Today. Exactly. And look at the power rankings. Yeah. Uh, you know what it's going to say? Even though we don't think the Lions are better than the Chiefs, they, they beat them, so we yeah. have to put them ahead. Nobody it. actually thinks that. The Chiefs right now, <laughs> last year, I heard the same stuff. And then at the end of the year, it all ended with you all saying, okay, Nick was right. We can't talk about the Chiefs anymore. It's boring. They're obviously the best team. So I apologize. Listen, we're just ahead of the curve. Had a one-point loss at home with our two, two of our three best players. No problem. Go ahead, Brew. All right, Nick, I have to say, what? I second 
Okay. Ninety-five percent of what Greg Jennings just Amen. said. Okay. Well, then let's move on. All right. Yeah, and yeah. because, oh, but I got more. Oh. I Greg Jennings called for objectivity. What's well, a call? And it's a call I am yeah. objective. Okay. I'm so objective that despite the silliness, despite the foolishness. All right. And it is definitely not time to take a bow, but. There is no denying that the team that has played the best football two weeks in. Now, I don't think they'll reach the Super Bowl. Hold on, hold on. Let, let a brother finish. We already know where you're this going. This is a lesson in objectivity, gentlemen. <laughs> I got Philadelphia in the Super Bowl and feel good about it. Okay. But right now, at this very moment, just like I said, at this very moment, Michael Parsons is the MVP. The at this very moment, the, the Dallas 49ers. Cowboys should be number one on the tier. They need to take a bow. They, they, no, they don't. No bows. I'm not. This is not the Lombardi trophy. None of that. Hell am I but they have been the best. They've been. Have they not been the best? I have been saying that. No, you have for the I don't listen. And if they were just, if I did this all by myself, maybe the Cowboys don't play Marshall and Chuck and and Betsy. I know all the committee and they sources too. Don't blame any of them. Take my opinions out of it. What? I don't know. How does this happen? He is is called objectivity. Saying the Cowboys are wait a silly team waiting for an F game. The fact that the owner was like, I think our coach is doing a good job. Your eyes were bulging out of your head an hour ago. And now you're saying they should be the top team in the league. I get it. They in two through two weeks they have played the best. (laughs) That's what I heard from him. I've heard the counter. If you heard it from him, then why in the world are the Chiefs on top? Because it's a committee. It's not just him, but that is his take. I talked to the committee. The Cowboys have been the best. Nick drives them toward Kansas City. I talked to members of the committee anonymously. You have been yelling at me all week about the Cowboys. This is true. It's true. Look this at true. what have I said? <laughs> All I said is I'm not jumping off Philadelphia. I said San Francisco Ooh, has been right there. You could have picked the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, that whole take would have worked. No, 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 no. All right. This is two weeks in. This is what I'm telling Jerry. This is what I'm telling Jerry. In week 17, I may feel differently. Right now, Dallas has been the best team. Doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're not even getting there. But right now, they've been the best team. I feel like you've checkmated me because I don't know how to respond. Because anything I use to argue against this, you're then going to use against me the next segment we talk about this. When I'm you, just when wondering you why they aren't uh, number one on the team. Okay, go ahead. That's all I'm wondering. I don't know. Watch any of your clips from earlier this week <laughs> explaining how they're yeah. overrated. You made a great point. Yeah. I mean, An hour ago. <laughs> silly team. It's culture. <laughs> F game. The F game train the is F coming. Game, when the F game comes, I'll drop it. <laughs> I can't. But right now, okay. they've been the best. It's true objectivity. Thank you. Thank you. Who I used to write for a while? The great, the old gray lady. Yeah, the, the New, New York, York Times. Okay, you. I'm just going to talk about the Saints. I'll make it quick because I'm really befuddled. <laughs> the Saints, I think they're <laughs> undefeated, yes, and they're your Saints too. Thank you. I think they're still your Saints. Maybe you'll <laughs> flip on them. Uh, Saints defense, sneaky great. First great. of all, Vegas has them as the uh, the fourth best odds or the fifth best odds? Fifth best I'm odds win the NFC. I know, but I thought it moved to four once they see that I wanted to move them. Gotcha. I'm moving, uh, you know, Marcus. lines in Vegas. Yeah. And then the other question is this. Can you score 20 points? If you score 20 points, you can win. The Saints have allowed 20 points or less in 10 straight games. That's pretty amazing. solid. And then you got Derek Carr. Now, look. Mm. He's been terrible, though. He hasn't been terrible. He's been what I'm calling jeans and a T-shirt. Is it the best outfit in the world? No. But is it the worst? No. You can go pretty much anywhere in jeans and a T-shirt. And that's Derek Carr. He's 16th in completions. He's 19th in completion percentage. He throws for 266 yards a game. That's fine. So if you can get more than 21 points, you're pretty good. Listen, the St. Stephens has been awesome. The coaching has been what a Dennis Allen coach team looks like, and the quarterback play has been brutal. And so I, I think they're I, fine. I think brutal they're is a little brutal too much. There's a, several the, brutal quarterbacks. He's, had a few uh, nice he's not brutal. Calls. The quarterback play has been, I believe, Raheed, below Shaheed. average. Let me say that. 
And also, America, by the way, if you are a jeans and a t-shirt person, you know what a way to really spice that up? Oh, yeah, let's go to break. Flour. Let's go to break. <laughs> you know what? Flour. Squirt, squirt, squirt. Okay. <laughs> Coming up next, what are we talking? Oh, America's team. The New England Patriots versus the Jets. Who knows what Bruce is going to say? Nope. <laughs> I'll be objective. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Jets Patriots this weekend. Last time the Jets beat the Patriots, December 27th, 2015. Greg was playing for the Miami Dolphins and Nick was playing second base for the Little League team in Kansas City. I didn't play baseball. That's just not out. Okay, you're still you're still 11. Uh, here's Garrett Wilson. <laughs> 14 straight is unacceptable. You know, that's, and, um, that's, you know, that's unacceptable. We're, um, you know, I'm, I'm owing two against them. That's unacceptable. You know, I inherited, a, you know, I walked into a, to, a um, a team that, you know, we haven't, we haven't beat the Patriots. And, and, and I feel like that's why they brought me here and, and brought me and sauce here and, and the guys here to make things like that change. So it's, it's time that we, you know, do what we get paid for. Okay, I don't have anyone specific to go to here. And Hub said, if you have anything negative to say, you can sit this segment out. So anyone have anything positive to say about the Patriots turning their season around? Anyone? Thank you, Greg. Greg, the floor is yours. Um, I think they'll win this week. Thank you. Okay. Well, do you uh, think that can turn the season around? Uh, no, it'll just prolong the inevitable. <laughs> okay, thank you. That, that was, was nice. That was nice. Wilds, do you think they can turn the season around? Of course. How? Well, you know it's just the turnovers. We've talked about that several times. The defense will get a little bit. The defense is good. Everyone thinks the defense is good? Yes. Okay. Oddly, we couldn't run the ball against Miami. That was strange, but I I think we'll be able to run the ball. Mac Jones, I can rattle off his stats. He has thrown four touchdowns. No need. Leads the league in completion. No need. To throw four touchdowns? Just so you know, oh, everybody has a memorized. thing is not really that impressive. Well, it's just I mean, it's he's thrown of, the ball. What is he in the league in attempts? Second most? Or? I think he's number one. Yeah, exactly. His percentage I mean, is up there, though. The, I'll give you that. The, so we're throwing the ball, and people are catching the ball. Have they had a lead? Look. Typically, as I'm Giselle just, I'm once said, because the quarterback we, can't throw the ball no, and I'm, catch I'm the ball. I'm only asking because typically we give we give quarterbacks a hard time when they're just garbage time, just throwing the ball it's not around. Gar- it's the opposite of garbage time. We're fighting and clawing our way back. He's very gotten very close. He's come back adjacent. Well, I'll try to, right on the edge of a He's comeback. gotten close. I'll All try right. to give you a little bit of love. Um, after this game, or including this game, you guys could win three of your next four. You think so? They got the Jets. They could win. Yes. Dallas. You're saying we're losing Dallas. Lose to Dallas. Okay. But, you know, maybe a trap game. Oh, I agree. Beat New Orleans, right? Yep. And beat the Raiders. I forgot. But sure. this is what your team is, and I've been saying it all year. They're solidly, solidly – Mediocre. Yeah, I mean, and I think an eight and nine season is what's headed our way. So turn it around, no, guys. But that's I, what they are. We'll be solidly can I just make an argument real quick. Wins. We're zero two. Everyone's like, ah, you're zero two. You stick. With two home losses. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. If you're one, and, if you were one and one, and all of a sudden you're one and two, no one cares. One and two is fine. Last year, two of the conference championship teams, San Francisco and the Bengals, were one and two. The Chargers were one and two, and the Seahawks were one and two. In 2021, guess who was one and two and made the playoffs? Patriots and the Chiefs. So we just need to get to one and two. The, and also, this Patriots mindset: we're just looking one game. We're not so, trying to think about the Kansas City game. I like that. One game ahead of us. Okay. Can I say something? Can I break Hub's rule about I have to say something nice? Okay. Good. I mean, it's up to you. The, all right. Listen. I am, and I haven't been bashful about this. I am incredibly bored by the Patriots. So I try. To find whenever I'm doing like research about them or thinking about them, don't bring to to find something interesting. BS propaganda. It's no BS propaganda. I'm not doing that. I'm. It's not that TikTok video. I'm not doing that because that TikTok video was riddled with a few minor errors. There's a video going on about Mac Jones, you know, being 0 and 13 when the team allows more than 24 points, and it's nonsense. He's 0 and 12. Like it's just totally unfair. I mean, it says that he has that he has one game-winning drive in his career, and it was a game where he threw a pick six, and it's just not true. He has two game-winning drives in his career. Like it's just not fair. That's what I was going to say. What I was going to say is what I am not bored by, and what I'm interested in is gambling. So whenever we talk Patriots, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm too close to it. 
Maybe because my frenemy, Kevin Wilds, is always talking Patriots. Maybe I'm too down on them. I find it a boring style of football. So let's see what Vegas thinks. Oh, can we stop Hold this? On, wait. I hate this. Wait. Well, I legit because hate this. Because when you disagree with objective. something with Vegas, like, wow, the Browns are supposed to win yeah. 10 games. Yeah, I think You can break a lot of money, yeah, America. But when their Patriots uh, are supposed to win six and a half games, no. like, see, the experts <laughs> in Vegas. No, but that's, no more. But Wisdom so, of crowds. Hold on. That is, you know what? He well, does. That is, well, hold on. Well, that's, well. That is fair. But that's, I'm not going to talk about their win tool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What I'm, <laughs> they do. So in the AFC, the full list of teams with worse odds to make the playoffs for the Patriots, again, according to Las Vegas Sportsbook, the Houston Texans, yeah. the Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. the That's It. The Jets? The Jets have better odds to make the playoffs. Okay, now, do you think that's a the, rational the, thought? The, hold do you on. think that's a think rational about the thought? The Colts have better odds Jets. to make the playoffs. And the Colts. The, I, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, Las Vegas, well, every team. Every team except okay. for if you think the that's Texans South, and Broncos. If you think no. the Colts have a bet? Do you, in so, your heart of hearts, think no. the Colts? Okay, then, no, then that whole stat why make sense. Because here's why it's relevant, in my opinion. Because even if. They're better than... Hub said we got to go. <laughs> Coming up next, we're talking about Baker in the box. Are the Eagles on upset alert? I am sorry. Well, let's talk about it during the commercial. Okay. <laughs> Eagles are favored by now four and a half. Oh! It was five, bro. But then less than a touchdown against the terrible Baker Mayfield Bucks. It was less than a touchdown before. But now even less than less. Up against the Bake Show. Brew? Really? And now it's got a nickname? The Bake, the Bake Show. Show? Yeah, it's like the Lakers. What? Please ask He's him like this LeBron. exact question. Ask me the question. Brew, are you, well, I don't know what. Giving Baker there. any chance. Any. Just to any. To upset the Keyword Eagles. any, because I know you're a literal guy. Yeah, no. I was asked this last night. If Baker beats Philadelphia you're, on the by your wonderful 7 to 10 wife? Oh, on the Eastern, Eastern Fox Sports Radio. 7 to 10. If Baker beats Philadelphia, Four, will I give him love and hop Traveling. on the bandwagon? I refuse to even consider it. <gasps> I don't spend my time. I don't waste my energy considering foolishness. That's true. If Rutgers beats Michigan, number two Michigan this week, will I start thinking the Scarlet Knights are for real? I don't consider that. If if Trey Young leads the Hawks to the NBA championship, will I think Trey might be the best player? I don't even consider stuff like this. So no, if Baker goes and does something like that, then we'll talk about it. He's got no chance. All right. It's the Eagles, baby. The Eagles, my Super Bowl pick. Still. It's so good. It's great Guys, it, I mean, listen, here's the thing. That, what you just saw right there, is really not who Brew is. I've worked with Brew for my whole time at Fox Sports and worked with him every single day for the last three and a half years, however long it's been. And Brew is, because of his journalism background, he, he almost always says, like, well, obviously any given Sunday type of thing, but he is so invested. Entrenched. In just, uh, just dead set. On Baker's downfall <laughs> that now he has created. I don't brew has a what team did I account. Tell y'all yesterday? Brew, has an NFL team account ever trolled you like they do me I, often? I don't know. Well, Bucks, whoever runs Bucks <laughs> social media, can we send them that minute, please, so they can have it ready for Monday night? Please. The Bud List is next. No, Philly tomorrow. Speak is I'll tell you the next deliver episode. Eagles. Speak